Hello and welcome to Podcast Editor, the Culture Editor Podcast. My name is Ezekiel, I'm joined by Brendan. Today we're talking about Final Fantasy Thirteen. Alright, hit it. And now we leave a bit of silence for the intro, right? And I'll, I'll edit that in a bit later. Okay. Like the, the, or just put like some, like a hi-hat hit or something. <laughs> yeah, trying something different. Um, I just got to work out where to put it in. Okay. But anyway, how are you going today, Brendan? Yeah... After that weird intro, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Not bad. I don't know how long we had to wait for it, but it felt like forever. Um. <laughs> That's because it was. <laughs> so we're going to, yeah, what are we talking about today? It's Final Fantasy Thirteen, right? Yeah, Final that's Fantasy right. Thirteen. The 13th fantasy that was final. No, no, you don't hit it again. There's only one time. You can't keep saying hit because then I have to keep putting the, the hi-hat in. So, or whatever, whatever drum sound is chosen. So don't don't say hit it again. Hit it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, we're talking about Final Fantasy Thirteen today. Um, where the hell do we begin with this particular one? All right. Well, I'm I'm going to do a very quick preamble. Right. You ready yeah. for this? Go for it. It is a video game. There we've started. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a video it's a video game to to say the least. Do you recommend it? Yes, no. Um I am strictly stuck with a yes or no answer, aren't I? You, do, do, are you kind of in in between? I'm in between actually. Okay, all right. That's that's fine. Uh I also am in between. Oh, okay. I can't wait to hear why later. Um so Proper preamble. All right, yep. you ready? Okay. So, well, how much how much do you know about the development of Final Fantasy Thirteen? At one point, I used to I like I used to know a lot about its development hell. Hmm. Uh, Square Enix originally wanted to release it on PS Two, um, way after Twelve was released. Like, sort of as a series of RPGs. Uh, as a yeah, under under the umbrella of the Fabula Nova Crystallis, um law um didn't that come into play later wasn't it um so because my understanding is what happened yeah was obviously final fantasy 12 came out and that had some development issues yeah yeah but whatever and then they wanted to do a like i think a, a, at least a, a few games that were kind of uh, a, a trilogy of sorts, kind of like a trilogy of sorts, yeah. Because they they wanted them to share the same mythos with the crystals and the um, Lassie and Falci. I believe the Fabula Nova Crystallis came later. So, like originally, mm, mm. before that, like the like the original intent was to create a series of games that kind of used and improved and expanded the gameplay of Final Fantasy XII. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think it might have been planned as a trilogy of, of games. And then, you know, Fabula Nova Crystallis came. Later was probably born from that idea. I don't know. Yeah. And obviously this kind of was the start point of Fabula Nova Crystallis. We may get into talking about Final Fantasy Type-0. Um, no. No? You don't want to talk about uh, Type-0? We, we, we can do another... A, 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 and if you're ever on here, of course, ever oh, yeah, again, yeah. which which you won't be, <laughs> but if you ever are, 
um, we we can always talk about that another time. Yeah, because obviously I like I think another Brendan wants to do a bit of a deep dive into the lore of of, of how messed up the lore is and the development history of um, the Fabula Nova Crystallis uh, games because obviously Type Zero and Fifteen do factor in, but that'll definitely be for another time. But but anyway, anyway. yeah. So there's a lot of I think difference in in the development team there, there was a lot of um they were uncertain how to move forward and there was like kind of a lot of a, a push and pull without and it took a while to get to compromise of yeah. sorts yeah and the end result what we got final fantasy 13 hmm. it kind of feels like that in in a lot of ways in that they weren't able to properly unify I do feel I do feel like there's a lot within thirteen that just feels a bit mismatched in terms of the story, the combat, the exploration. It doesn't feel as cohesive as other Final Fantasy games, in my opinion. Um, the com- you know, no, I'll, I'll say the combat's great. Like that is the one thing that the game nails. Really? Yes. I don't particularly like the combat, honestly. I mean, it is it is probably the the most interesting use of active time battle that I've seen in the Final Fantasy series, but honestly, it just feels so stripped back. And I don't know. That's that's honestly kind of a, a brush on the surface, honestly, for me, because um, I will admit I did actually like the um paradigm system that's it we'll talk about that a little later but um but yeah i did particularly like that portion of the atv the battle system well i I think it's it's a very well done combat system i think the problem ties a lot into the rest of the gameplay they also like the setting is also really interesting as well but uh, i think square square nix dropped the ball on that one Mm. some of the music's fine I also think that they kind of dropped the ball on that one as well. I can't remember who the composer is. It's not... It, I think it's Masashi Hamatsu. Yeah, Masashi Hamatsu did um, the entire soundtrack, yeah. I like some of his work as a composer. Mm. Not all of it. I, I kind of feel similar because he did um, uh Dirge of Cerberus, and he worked partly on Final Fantasy X. I loved his work on Final Fantasy X as a co-composer. Some of the work on Dirge of Cerberus was good. Some of it was eh. And I kind of feel like that carried over into thirteen a little bit. Some of it's good. Some of it's just... Ugh. That's how I kind of feel about it. I think the main problem with thirteen soundtrack is that it relies way too much on repetition of theme. Um, I th- I feel like that's an accusation that also applies to other Final Fantasies. Um, Nobor is certainly not immune to that. Well, honestly, I think no- as an aside, Nobor utilizing motifs is a bit hit and miss sometimes. But I've generally preferred the way that Nobor does that compared to um, Hamazu. Honestly, um, obviously, with most video games, the motif is definitely a big 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 proportion of um some video game ost just to bring the uh, add some cohesiveness um to the ost but 
I don't know. It's. I don't think it always works. It doesn't always work. No. But like the the other thing with Hamato is I don't think he's always done it as well. But anyway, anyway, we we're we're getting very, very we're getting a bit sidetracked. Yeah. Did did I say something about the environment? I I think so. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> let's talk about the plot. The plot is a, a bunch of people who are doing a thing end up getting branded by uh, demigods. Pulse Falsy, yeah. yeah. There's like a whole caste system of sorts involves like demigods. Mm. Well, not, they get branded, they get given a focus and they get a, a vague image of what their focus is. Yeah. And it is up to them to work it out. But of course, in the world that they live in, Cocoon, mm-hmm. which is like, I guess that's a bit on the nose, but whatever. <laughs> you know, they are... Afraid of Lucy. So the Falci are the demigods and they create, they, they give. Well, it's not, it's not the, yeah, it's not the fact that they're afraid of Lucy in general. They're not, they're afraid of Pulse Lucy. No, I think they're afraid of Lucy in general. No, 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 no. But the people of, I, I'm, from what I remember, the people of look of Cocoon aren't as um, scared of Cocoon uh, Lassie compared to Pulse Felsie because of obviously the war between Cocoon and Pulse, which we'll touch upon in a sec, but just thought I wanted to clear that up a little bit. No, let's not touch on that at all. It's a waste of time. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> well, it's not a waste of time, but for this it is. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so yeah, you have your demigods, which are called Falsie. Yeah. And when a person gets branded, well, an, an organism gets branded, by a falci and given a task, mm. that person then or that organism then becomes a lucy. Anyway, <laughs> so you're trying. You're struggling, aren't you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. So anyway, wacky hijinks ensue, mm. and quite possibly the arguments that everyone has before they finally unify at a certain point could be read as an allegory toward the indecision. And the uh, difference in how to move forward with Final Fantasy Thirteen as well. I I kind of felt that um, throughout the entire narrative as well. It was just very. It took them. A, it took the characters a long while to figure out what they needed to do and to decide on a common goal. And I felt like that was the entirety of how Thirteen played out because it splits off into everybody's different sub stories and stuff like that before they all converge. Um, and it's, I kind of agree. It's kind of the allegory of how 13 was constructed anyway, because there were different teams working on different sections and stuff like that. And um, it just felt very stilted in moments. Um, it, yeah, it felt very hodgepodge. Um, it's like, it feels like this was more of an experiment rather than a cohesive video game. Well, the, the Final Fantasy series, after a certain point, has kind of become a bit more experimental with what it is. But it's usually also been very refined. Not not experimental in terms of pushing the genre forward, but just in, in what Final Fantasy is. And In in this case, you'd, you could probably say they got to a point where what they were doing, they, they weren't changing anything, they were just doing it well enough, or in some cases very well in terms of like, certain Final Fantasy games and stuff like that. Mm, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't say that at all. Uh, what, what I think is because it's like after 10 and I think after 11, 
was released, Hironobu Sakaguchi left the company. Obviously, that was in may have been in part in relation to Spirits Within. Don't know. Not going to speculate. Mm-hmm. And even though... I think it was also with Final Fantasy X, there were some changes in how things were done as, as well and different approaches were taken. So there, there was a bit of... There was some, like, shifting behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Then we get to Final Fantasy Twelve, which had a, a bit of trouble in getting off the ground and getting developed and there were a whole lot of problems there as well. Mm. So... And, you know, after Twelve. Like, it, it just seems like a lot of those issues weren't quite resolved. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There were, there were still a lot of things that they were trying to work out, especially during the development of this one, um, mostly because they shifted from PS2 to PS3 after um, the Final Fantasy VII tech demo went... Absol- everybody absolutely went mad for it. There was the um, development of their own in-house engine as well. Oh, yeah, Crystal Tools, that's right. Suffice to say, there were a lot of issues going into this one. Mm, mm. And I feel it really shows. I actually bought this, I think, a few months after it came out. I think I ended up buying this on launch. (laughs) I didn't have a PS3 at the time, but I I bought a PS3 about a year and a half later. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I think the biggest issue Mm. with Final Fantasy XIII is it takes too long to start. And by the time it actually starts, it's almost over. Yeah, because most of the Final Fantasy tropes that you'd be, I guess... I don't know if it comes down to tropes, honestly. It, it, it mostly comes down to the pacing and the storytelling, mostly. Um, the entire first section is very slow. It is, at some points even, like, you wish the game would hurry up, for the most part. That, that that's not to say that there aren't sections throughout this game that aren't enjoyable. Um, for example, the exploration of Pulse was like that. That was like within what the latter half of the game, like seventy percent through the game, and you actually unlock some form of um, uh, open world traversal. Sort of, but like the the big problem. Okay. Mm. So, Final Fantasy Thirteen is a game that relies a lot on its combat, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. But it spends... As I said, like it takes a while for the game to start going. It takes a long time before the combat fully opens up. Because, like, you only unlock the Crystarium after you become... Less, do, do you, I can't even remember when you unlock the Crystarium, and it takes so long for the game to, um, to open up the extra combat roles and um extra abilities and stuff like that progression feels slow leveling feels slow for me i think the pacing of the crystarium is fine the crystarium is the leveling system you kind of follow a linear path through your different roles so the paradigm system is kind of like your class system it only and you know obviously it functions for combat yeah and you set how many is it three classes per paradigm and six paradigms i could be wrong on that it's been a while yeah i think i can't quite remember mm, mm. but anyway so with the crystal system you know you unlock you know you boost your stats you unlock more accessory slots it's abilities blah 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 blah. yeah the crystal has six branches per character uh and you unlock 
more branches as you progress through the game. Yeah. And those branches cover your, your paradigm, your, your classes. And your classes are suited to do different things to help do combat. Some characters excel in certain classes more than others. Stats aren't class specific. Unlocking certain, um, getting more stats mm. um, in one class will carry over to the character because the class just defines the character's role in battle and what abilities they have, not their stats. Yeah. That was a terrible explanation. (laughs) Although I will admit, I feel like I I will go back to what I said. It's a good, it's some ways a good implementation of the ATB because it allows so much customizability for how you can take, um, take on certain enemies, certain bosses, etc. It does give you a lot of, customization in um, how you set up your party. Well, the, the big thing about it is how, how the battle system works is it's kind of real-time-ish, mm. kind of, in that you have an A2B gauge and you get up to five segments on it and then you spend those segments on abilities and it just constantly refills. It refills at the same speed. Unless you, you, know, you, you can boost that speed by using certain spells. But otherwise, it just keeps refilling at the same speed. You can use an ability, as long as you have at least one bar, that ability has to cost one bar still. Unless, unless you've got, like, abilities that cost two bars, three bars. In which you have to wait. But, like, the absolute minimum is one. Yeah, yeah. And then it will take that, and then the bar will go back to refilling. And so on and so forth. There's ways you can manipulate that as well through equipment and other things, and, and spells, as I said before. Yeah. Uh, each role is useful. In battle for various reasons, mm. which is great. Like, for example, healers, healer, saboteur gives off um, debuffs and stuff like that. Um, I can't remember what the other one... Synergist gives off buffs and stuff like that. Um, I think you've also got, like... Sentinel, Ravager, and Commando. Yeah, so your basic defense, attack, magic, and stuff like that. Well, Ra- Ravager's kind of a, a weird... Feel, but it is mostly magic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, they all do different things. Back to the original point, the game relies a lot on combat, but it takes a long time to stop holding your hand. And, and some things need a better explanation than what you get for them as well. Mm. And that's a problem. A, a, big, a big issue about this game is it is very easy to just stick to auto battle. I, I agree with that sentiment. It's probably what turns a lot of people off the combat system to begin with. It's just that it holds your hand so much and it doesn't give you enough tools to work with until, I would dare say, very late in the game. By the time you get to the relative open world section, you know, the, the game also kind of expects you to grind a bit, which is fine. You know what, I'm, I'm fine with it not telling you that because you, you learn it the hard way then. Um, and expects you to learn the battle system quickly. But it gets to a point where you can just auto through it. Yeah, there's not a, there's not a lot of points in the early game and mid-game that expect you to go outside of the auto battle system and learn how to utilize Synergist or um, Saboteur enough. Um, that's why it's it feels a little too, I guess, easy in terms of how the combat the combat progresses at the same time it's also difficult in ways which is strange yeah i guess i guess i feel like a lot of um 
there should have been a lot more care in in sort of refining the battle concept and at least giving you enough tools to work with and also giving it, it does give you a lot of play to um come up with your own strategies and learn how um different debuffs or different effects affect other monsters and enemies and stuff like that but it because i really spent most of the time auto battling which was which was really horrible because i'm like i'm used to you know being able to stop a final fantasy game if you turn off um auto time battle of course and really sit there and strategize you don't really get much time to strategize unless you're in the moment in this one I'm going to be honest, from from experience, most of the Final Fantasy games don't really require much strategy. They don't really require much strategy, but there's also like a method to um, uncovering weaknesses and stuff like that. So at least the game gives you a little bit of play in that regard. It gives you more time to do so. With this one, it's more real time. So there's no tool, t- tool tips on telling you how to... Like, well, not necessarily tool tips, but not necessarily guidance in how the game tells you, or the, the game should lead you to saying, hey, think outside the box a little bit, try this or try that, and then see what you come up with. It's, I don't know, I just I just hate how, how it automatically forces you into auto-battling half the time. Well, it doesn't automatically force you into auto-battle, it just doesn't give you much of a reason. Yeah, it doesn't give you much of a reason or, or an impetus to go outside the auto-battle. I mean, even sometimes the auto battle will even put in the the right debuffs or spells because you've you've found oh no, actually that could be wrong. No, it, it, it has been. It does pretty much always, well, almost always do that. It it'll like I think what it does is it, it it'll check what things have been applied to an enemy and then choose abilities based on that, or or onto your own characters. I kind of figure it was an. It was a different implementation of the Gambit system from 12, but 12's Gambit system was a lot different compared to auto-battling as well. Gambit stuff is kind of like pro, very, very minor programming um, and, and tailoring your characters in a very specific way. Uh, the system here doesn't quite allow that because like all the, all the tailoring is already set for you. Yeah. The way that a characters will use certain abilities is already set for you. I think the other problem as well when it comes to the combat system. Mm. So, like, it, when when you stop using auto-battling so much, especially when it becomes more feasible, yeah, there is so much more that you can do. You, you have to move quickly mm. just because of the way that the system is set up, but it's very uh, free in a sense. But the the other issue is if it's your main character, the character you're controlling who dies, it's a game over. Yeah, like if the other, if the other, it's kind of the first time in the series that I've ever seen it to have the main party character, the leader, if the leader dies, game over. That's the first game I've ever seen that happen. And it's really annoying when it should just switch to another character. Persona 3 also does it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Most of the Persona series does that, actually. Does it? Yeah. From uh, three, four, and I think five do the similar thing as well. So, your other two characters are AI controlled mm. uh, in in combat. The way that you use classes is set to like paradigm shift, so you can switch between 
yeah, as, as you said, I, like three, I can't remember if it's three or six, but you can switch between three uh, preset uh, class sets on the fly. Yeah. I think the first time you do it after loading the game, it'll show you a cutscene, which is really annoying because you can still be attacked in that cutscene. Yeah. It's a very quick cutscene, but even so. So your, your other characters are going to do take actions based on what their roles are and then you freely control your character. But, like, you, you can't switch characters, so... It can make them feel, in a way, useful but not necessary. It, like, it, it won't matter so much if they die, although it still does. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, as you said before, like, with the um, tutorials and stuff like that, I also feel they're very jarring and they take way too long to get through. The tutorials? Yeah. Like, when you get the tutorial about um, paradigm shifting and stuff like that, there's always a little tiny one to two second intro for it before it gets into it. And most other games that I've played just literally show up a tooltip straight away. That two seconds does literally add up over time. You're literally spending a good solid by the end of the game sitting through that two second cutscene up to like 20, 30 minutes. Once you add I it all up, it's. I don't think that's the case. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I'm probably exaggerating a little bit. I would say that <laughs> you're exaggerating. But it feels, to me, it feels so. It feels like it takes too long to get to the point. Are we definitely sure it's a cutscene and not just a message that comes up? Oh, it's a mini. Well, it's a mini message that cuts up that that comes up that takes like two seconds to disappear before it starts telling you how to do things. Okay, but that's okay. J- just just to point something out, right? Mm. If it was like two seconds up to like thirty minutes worth, right? Yeah, that's ninety times that would happen in the game. I think at most it's like ten, maybe twenty-five times. Yeah. I don't know. I I know I'm over exaggerating a little bit, but honestly, that's one thing that really annoyed me about the game and i'm just like mm. re like pulling the control away from a cat like from the player for a long period of time is nothing new in terms of cutscene uh and store and narrative driven games but i don't know it's the one thing that really did piss me off about final fantasy 13 it was just the fact that it t- took too long to get to the point sometimes I mean, I guess in most aspects of the entire game as well. Oh, yeah, the, the plot also is interesting, but not told well. Yeah. Like, there was some bits throughout the early game and mid-game that I did enjoy. The end game was really good, in my opinion. But, I mean, the whole thing between Snow, Snow and Hope... Like, Hope fucking... Well, like, Hope being... Um, still mad with snow even though he kind of figured it doesn't there there was some subplots i feel that didn't really need to be there in terms of like character progression or anything like that it just felt they were there for the sake of being there and fulfilling out story time Uh, i think the other problem with with the plot is it's like hyper dramatic and it's not exactly what one would describe as the Great writing. Look, I think there is some nuance and some depth in there. I won't take that away. 
And I think due to the the, the nature and the, the urgency that's expressed through the whole thing, even though the game's happy to drop that at times, it's just really almost, well, I shouldn't say everything, but almost everything is hyped, like just really hyped up. So it's, it's not, it's kind of, it's, it's a turbocharged Final Fantasy in, in a lot of ways. And a big problem with that when it comes to the plot is that the plot, whilst there needs to be a sense of urgency with it, considering what's going on, is it because everything is so much more dramatic. And like also some of it becomes way too openly obvious for what's going on. It just kind of ends up falling flat, really flat, really hard in places. And and you just go, uh Okay. There are definitely some points throughout the game that don't need to be severely overdramatic. Yeah, like to bring up the to bring up an example, like the way that Hope uh puts all the blame on Snow for his mother's death, for example. Like Vanille blaming herself for the destruction of well or the 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 events prior to the game and stuff like that. It doesn't need to be so ham-fisted. Um it could have done with a lot more nuance in terms of the writing. The vanilla one is is a little more nuanced. She 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 has depth, though you know, like all all the characters have depth, but some of them really lack subtlety. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that if the writing is good enough, and maybe something was lost in translation, but the writing is not necessarily good enough here for it it's it's kind of all over the place I, I don't i don't need all my characters to be like these deep intense character studies and that's not what i expect from a final fantasy anyway but here it, it kind of moves all over the place it's very haphazard and i think that's part of like it feeling like a turbocharged final fantasy and anyway should we should we just wrap it here or is there anything you wanted to talk about Further. There's a lot more stuff you could you could touch upon with this game, but I think I think I'm I'm done <laughs> to be honest. I think you're done. I think I'm done too. Like honestly, it is worth playing once to see. Like if you can stomach how slow it gets in certain points, it is worth playing just to sort of, I, I guess, take a window through, um, window through time and see how Square Enix were, um. I guess changing and evolving as a company during the time. Um, but it isn't the best. It is not the best Final Fantasy um, by a large margin. It's It's got some... I think it's probably got the most flaws out of every Final Fantasy game in terms of story. Well, one of the modern Final Fantasies, I should say. I, I also... Look, I'd recommend it for the gameplay, the, the combat... Beyond that, even though it's a it's a very pretty game, and you know most of the music does work and a few other things, I I don't think I could recommend it. There, bam, done. That's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> anyway, th- thank you for being on the episode today, Brendan. Thank you very much for having me. As all as other Brendans would say, oh, I'm glad they would. So. So, is there anything you'd like to sprock? What's a sprock? Just, just do it. 
um i stream on twitch under beersy every monday wednesday and fridays from 6 p.m australian eastern standard time or um check out check whenever your local time zone is obviously um i am on twitter under beersy 93 and you can also find my reviews on the culture reader website as well thank you very much to all you lovely little culture readers for listening thank you for reading thank you for subscribing we hope you're getting something out of this even if we cover something you're not particularly a fan of uh, if you have any feedback, please feel free to let us know and we will feel free to pretend it never happened, as it were, because we are invincible. <laughs> and of course, anyway, and of course, a big thank you to Sixo because Sixo, you are finally always fantastic 13 times infinitely at being awesome you're really trying hard no i'm not that's a problem <laughs> but yes thank you sixo for all the good work you do for for culturator and for us um on that look everyone wherever you are however you are whenever you are whoever you are Please be kind to each other. Please stay safe and we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye.